Greetings, lovelies. I am Virginia Waits, and this is my Sexy Stories podcast. Here we enjoy sensual tales to excite and titillate, usually with a paranormal or fantastical theme. Please subscribe so you never miss out. The Manor has finished its first season of 12 episodes and will be back later in the year. So this week I have some lovely naughtiness from the imagination of my alter ego, Natasha Duncan Drake. I would like to introduce you to Dan, innocent, virginal, but very willing sacrifice for his god. He has an incredibly active imagination, but no knowledge on which to base it. He's about to find out just what he's been missing. This is a cut-down version of the full story, which may be found in the Giveaway Games anthologies at Wittigan Press, either Romantics or Myriad Imaginings. Links are at my website, virginiawaits.com, or search for my alter ego's name, Natasha Duncan Drake, at your favourite online retailer, and up it will pop. Welcome to God of Love. Sit back, relax, and I shall begin. Dran pulled at his bonds to relieve the ache in his shoulders and shifted his stance a little. The chains didn't leave him much room to move, but they weren't completely constraining. He was supposed to be praying. The ritual chants he had been taught since he was a boy were all in his head, but he just couldn't keep his mind on them. The fact was, his thoughts kept wandering to what was going to happen next. Having spent his life in the temple, he had led a sheltered existence, but he had a very active imagination. He wasn't supposed to know about relationships between people. After all, he was the virginal sacrifice to his god, but he wasn't an idiot. The way he had been prepared with the oil and the slick rod left little to guess at as to what was expected to go where. The priests had clearly thought he would be afraid. There was a reason for the chains, after all. But he wasn't. Being washed quite so thoroughly had been somewhat humiliating, and then being bent over a bench for the priest to prepare him hadn't been his finest hour. It wasn't as if anyone had bothered to explain what was going on. His only instruction had been to pray, but actually had been a very eye-opening experience. The underlying truth of the matter was that he'd rather enjoyed it, 
not the humiliation, but the preparation part, when they had bound the base of his penis with the leather in what he assumed was an attempt to keep him hard, there had been no further stimulation required to make him ready. He'd been aching fiercely ever since, and, quite frankly, pious prayers were the last thing on his mind. The God would come, of that there was no doubt. It was what would happen after that which had Dran imagining. All the statues of his god showed a young, handsome man, and Dran could not help wondering what it would be like to be taken by such a creature. His lack of experience meant he had no comparison, but gods were supposed to be better than men, so he thought it would be quite amazing. He wondered if his god would release him from the chains, or if he would remain stood, spread-legged as his god had his way with him. He was thinking through various possible scenarios when his breath caught in his throat as a finger ran down his back. Oh, don't stop, a deep, sultry voice whispered in his ear. I am so enjoying the beautiful pictures in your mind. Dran was not sure if he should die of mortification on the spot. He should have been praying, and of course his god would know what was in his mind. Thinking it a test, he tried to conjure up one of the prayers, but his thoughts scattered as the finger wandered between the cheeks of his ass. He made a rather strangled sound as the finger was pushed inside him. You have a very wonderful imagination. Don't curb it on my account. The second sound out of his mouth was more of a moan than anything else as the finger was moved. Mm, so well prepared, you have barely tensed up at all. He really couldn't help it as all sorts of utterly perverse ideas popped into his head at that, and his thoughts were met with a laugh. Oh my word, you are positively delightful, so innocent and yet so creative. The finger was removed and Dran didn't know whether to be relieved or disappointed, the fact he could now see a figure out of the corner of his eye made his heart hammer in his chest. Beautiful body, too, his god said, walking slowly round him. I chose well again. The man who finally stepped into Dran's field of vision was tall, dark-haired and completely naked, he had to drag his eyes away from the very ample, erect cock that bobbed as his god walked. Dran totally forgot what he was supposed to be doing again. His god smiled at him, and he was captivated by the sparkling eyes that looked at him, one green and one blue, just like his own. It was how the priests had known to take him from his parents. It was the mark of the God-touched.
Hello, Dran, his god said, and he managed to remember not to be too shocked that his god knew his name. Do you like what you see? He nodded. The man in front of him was just about perfect. You are allowed to speak, his god told him, smirking. Thank you, he replied, utterly at a loss as to what to say. I am going to tell you a secret, Dran, his god said, stepping in close and whispering into his ear. Can you keep a secret? Yes, my lord. Breath on his ear made him shiver and his chains rattled. My name is Varen, his god told him, and he drew back in shock, blinking, wide-eyed. The name of God was what the priests whispered at the high altar and spoke of behind the closed doors of their cloister. It was something no one else knew. Each of them was here, like you, when they came of age, Varin said, and he realized his god was reading his mind again. None of them were as entertaining as you, though. Dran felt like a complete idiot. All those things you were imagining, Varin said, running a hand down his chest and over one of Dran's sensitive nipples. I can do them all if you would like. Well, mostly. I think some might be physically impossible even for me. He was naked in the presence of his god, and finally Dran's blush reflex kicked in. Would you like it if I tried? Varen asked. Dran's cock throbbed with anticipation. The fact that he had no idea about anything wasn't stopping his body from being way ahead of his brain. It dawned on him his whole life had been building up to this moment. I need you, Dran, Varen told him. Did you know that the surrender of purity is the single most powerful event I can ever be part of? Why? The question was out before he could censor his thoughts. He mentally chastised himself because supplicants did not ask God's personal questions. Stop worrying, Varen said with an easy smile. I am not an angry god. Dran had heard of some that were, although he knew very little about what went on outside the temple. If you do something that displeases me, I will tell you, Varen said, flicking a finger over Dran's nipple and making him whimper. It was a sensible question. All his chains clinked as he shuddered when Varen deliberately tweaked the nipple that he had just flicked. I am the god of love, Dran, and among other things, that makes me the god of sex, Varen told him, and each time a human being has sex they release energy. The first time releases that energy one hundredfold, and when you surrender to me, 
deliberately allow yourself to be mine, it will increase it even further. That energy sustains me. Varin walked round him again, touching him in various places. Are you mine freely and willingly, Dran? Varin asked him, drawing patterns along his shoulders. Yes, he replied, shivering again. Do you love me? Always. The priests and priestesses who had brought him up had loved him like parents, and cared for him and taught him about a loving God. He had never doubted his love and devotion to Varin, so his answer came easily. Varin's hands were so soft as they ran up and down his body, barely touching him, and yet making him shake with anticipation. Lean forward as far as you can, Varin whispered. The chains clanked as he did as he was told. He ended up virtually hanging from them. It made his shoulders ache, but Varen's touch had most of his attention. This must be done in one, his god told him. If I release you once I have entered you, the magic will fail. So try to relax. Dran was pretty sure relaxing completely was far beyond him, but he did his best to make his body passive as Varin massaged his buttocks. Varin slipped two fingers into him first, opening him up, and he moaned quietly. It had been uncomfortable at times when the priests prepared him with the rod, but now his body seemed to simply accept the intrusion. Of course, Varen's manhood was larger than the rod, and Dran found out by how much when his god held his buttocks apart and pushed at his entrance. Varen's cock was slick with oil, but it hurt, and it was a sharp, burning pain that made Dran want to pull away. Hold, Varen said, tone sure and commanding. Too much, Dran said between clenched teeth. Wait, was all Varin replied. Most of the fanciful ideas in his head had evaporated, and he almost did pray for the pain to go away. When Varin moved slightly, Dran grunted as his hole complained. However, Varin did not keep pushing in. When his god moved again, Varin pulled out slightly although not all the way, and then pushed in again. Relax, Dran, Varin told him. Let me in. Dran tried with little success initially, but when his body finally gave in and just seemed to open up to Varin, it shocked the hell out of him. He gasped and then moaned as Varin finally slid home. Goodbye, Varin said, holding firmly to his hips. He whimpered at the feeling of fullness, of being taken. Now we will get this over with, Varin told him, gently whispering in his ear, and then we will take our time and introduce you to coupling so that you enjoy it more. 
Dran didn't know what Varin meant until one of the god's hands reached round him, released the leather thong around his cock and began to stroke him. He probably would have said something unfortunate if he had had a voice, but all he was capable of were some rather strangled noises. Let me hear you, lover, Varin said. I want to hear how you feel. His ass was aching, his cock was aching, but what logic told him should have added up to something unpleasant was actually completely opposite. He was impaled, and Varin's hand was moving on his cock, and it was more than overwhelming. He moaned loudly, and Varin kissed the back of his neck. When Varin started to move inside him as well, he had no choice but to sound off each slow thrust, with something between a moan and a growl. There was a spot in him that sent pulses of such intense pleasure through him every time Varin slid past it, that it almost made his legs give out. A heavy, tight feeling pulled in his loins as he did his best to keep his footing. He had honestly never felt anything like it, as his body responded to stimuli that were entirely new to him. "'Come for me, lover,' Varin whispered in his ears. "'Come for me and give me your gift.' It started like a spark of lightning at his core, moving down and through him into his cock, making his muscles quake in its wake. Back or forward, his hips had no idea which way to go, which sensation he wanted more, as he shook with pleasure and dissolved under his god's hand. He felt his seed shoot from his body, and then the lightning was back. This time it swept through him like a blanket of white, like it sometimes did over the clouds in the summer storms, and it did not stop as it sizzled into his extremities. It lit him up, and then it exploded out of him, and the last thing he knew was Varin's arms embracing him tightly. He came back to himself and almost fell over sideways as he tried to use legs that did not feel like cooperating. Careful there, lover, Varin said, and he realized that his god was now in front of him and holding him up. As Varin spoke, what seemed to be the last manacle released his left hand, and he was free from the chains. He just about managed to stop himself falling completely into Varin's arms. Thank you, Dran. Varin said, and he looked into eyes that were now literally sparkling with energy. You are quite the most giving sacrifice I have ever had. That made Dran happy, even though he was still dazed, and he smiled. Now you have a decision to make, lover, Varin told him. I have what I need— but I did promise to do unspeakable things to you, if you're still interested. Dran's ass was aching, but it wasn't unpleasant, and after the amazing feelings Varin had been able to incite in him, 
His imagination was very much charged up for more. That a god was asking him seemed a little strange, but that was the way of things in the temple. No one was forced to worship. That would be against the doctrines. Still interested, he said and smiled again. Dran had never expected to kiss a god. He'd not actually thought a huge amount about kissing, but he definitely hadn't expected to kiss a god. It was breathtaking. He opened his mouth to take in air, and then Varin's tongue was invading his mouth, and it was all sorts of arousing. I want to kiss you all over, Varin said, when they eventually broke apart. Would you like that? Dran's thoughts were spinning, but he did just about manage to give the affirmative. However, finding himself being pushed down onto the altar was somewhat shocking. The altar was covered in a soft cloth, which was silky against his skin. You really are a stunning specimen, Varin told him, and climbed onto the altar after him. Since it was Varin's altar, Dran was pretty sure objecting would be silly, but it still felt like some kind of sacrilege. Oh, lover, Varin said with a smile, what do you think my priests and priestesses get up to behind closed doors? There is a reason there are anchor points on all the altars. Dran tried not to be scandalized. He really did. Varin laughed and then took his breath away by kissing along his jaw and down the side of his neck. Varin's lips were soft and moist, and the brief little touches made him shiver in anticipation. It didn't take long for his cock to start responding again as Varin kissed, nipped, and licked all over his skin. However, even as Varin loomed over him, the god seemed to be very deliberate about not touching him there. It was making him rather needy, and he very much wanted Varin's hands on him again. He was all but ready to beg, actually. Only when bright eyes looked up at him and Varin grinned did he remember his god could read his mind. I think I want to keep you, Varin said, smiling at him wickedly. Always yours, Dran replied automatically, but completely sincerely, and Varin's smile sobered a little. The god sat back, looking at him, and he became worried he had done something wrong. Say that again, Varin said. Always yours, he said dutifully, still meaning it. Varin leant forward again, coming to rest at arm's length above him so they were looking eye to eye. When did you know you were mine? Varin asked him. He did not understand what was happening. The playfulness seemed to have completely gone out of his god, and he could not figure out why. 
I have always known, he said, explaining the truth as he saw it. Images began to dart through his head, recollections of his childhood, and he realized Varin was the one bringing them forth. A memory of playing with toys as a toddler, and seeing a beautiful woman standing there watching him filled his mind and stayed there, leaving him panting after the heady rush. Mother, Varin said and sat back again. Dran blinked and found Varin looking at the ceiling. What have you done, mother? Varin asked into nothing. You have been alone too long, was the disembodied response in a female voice. That does not answer my question. Nothing much, was the vague response. Mother, Varin said in a warning tone. There was a hesitant silence. He is more than mortal, the female voice eventually replied. The rest is up to you. Now stop worrying. You were busy. Varin looked back down at him. What did your revered mother mean by more than mortal, my lord? There were tales of humans made into something else by the gods. It was not often good for the humans. I think she remade you to keep up with me, Varin replied, running his hand over Dran's chest and making him shiver. I mark those who will be mine. I do not change them. But she has changed you. Why? Varin frowned. I have not had a companion in centuries, Varin told him, running one finger over his chest in an idle pattern. Not since my last consort was killed in battle with my brother. Dran knew Varin had to be talking about the god of war. In the tales, Varin and the god of war were often at odds. It is dangerous to be my chosen. For the first time, Dran felt as if he could see beneath the surface of his god's being. He sensed a great loneliness and sorrow. Words were not his to give, so he opened his heart instead and let the love and devotion there flow free. Varin actually gasped, eyes locking with his own. You do not know what you are offering. Varin said. I was created for you, Dran replied quietly, with nothing but the truth. I have never wanted slaves, Varin said almost viciously. Dran laughed before he could catch himself. He wasn't totally sure why. It clearly shocked the god. I came here of my own free will, he said. Each year on the day of my birth, they have asked me if I stay because I wish to. Each year I have replied yes. These are your rules, my lord. I am no slave. But you said you have always known. I have. You marked me because you felt I could be yours. But it is my choice. 
there are so many things you do not know. Then teach me, my lord. Varin, his god replied, if you are to be more than a priest, call me Varin. Varin, he said, but couldn't quite keep the tremor out of his voice. Varin looked once more at the ceiling and then back down at him. Mother, Varin muttered, I hope you know what you were doing. That was the only warning Dran had before Varin moved down the altar, bent down and swallowed his cock whole. He might have made a very animalistic sound as his hips tried to lift right off the table and were held down by the god above him. He had no idea what came next, but he couldn't wait. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I am sure Dran is going to have a long and wonderful adventure, learning all the things his imagination was conjuring up. To find out what happens next, check out the full story in the Giveaway Games anthologies. For all the links, check out this week's episode blog at virginiawaits.com or simply search for Natasha Duncan Drake at your favourite store and look for Romantics or Myriad Imaginings. Don't forget, The Manor will be back later in the year with Season 2, so please do me the honour of subscribing to the podcast so you never miss a sensual episode. It would make me so very, very happy. Until next time, lovelies, stay naughty and be safe. Music from filmmusic.io Moonlight Hall by Kevin MacLeod Incomtech.com License CC by creativecommons.org